Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. And I'm Ken Decker. And I'm Yetta Decker. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun today. We are. Well, we have fun every day that we're That's with true. you, actually. That's true. We love connecting with you. That's interesting, because today is about relation. Right. Relation, yeah. Relational relationship. And we started something years ago called The Wealth Formula. It's a book that Ken wrote. I always say we wrote it because you know that I had to be involved in the background, at least, even if not in the oh, forefront. Oh, yes, you were. And right? some of our experiences are in the book. Right. And it's not a book of specifically our life journey, although there's elements of our life journey woven into it. And over the years, we realized that doing the financial wealth formula, which is really what the book was about, there was so much more content in it that in fact, almost as much financial, con as, as much as there's so much financial content, there's almost an equal amount of relational content in the book. Right. Right? Yeah. And so now when it gets rebranded and reprinted, it'll be the complete wealth formula. And that particular book will just be the financial aspect mm -hmm. or one financial aspect. And the book Ken's working on right now is the complete wealth formula, financial arena. And, well, I won't say arena, just financial. And it's going to be for parents of 1 to 21. Parents of children. Parents of, what did I say? Just parents of... Children. One to 21. That's pretty young parents. <laughs> that is pretty young parents. Parents of children, one to 21. And what we realized is because we've spent as much time as we have on the relational aspect, it is one of the areas of having a wealthy life. So the complete wealth formula is so much more than financial. Yes. And this is all about making your house a home. Right. And we've lived in a house that wasn't a home because we didn't start out really great in our relationship, in our relational capacities, uh, capacities yeah. our skill set, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Mm -hmm. We were uh, bringing baggage, our own baggage into the marriage. Yeah. And it wasn't always roses like it is now. Well, it's not roses every day now either, let's face it. Although <laughs> often there are roses in my house. So even on those days that it's not all rosy, there's roses yeah. to help the day. Yeah. So in the area of relational, we've identified sort of five key areas or five elements that really make a house, a home, any anything work relationally is yeah, five and, core areas. And, and we're going to talk about two of them today. Yes. Because and they're the two we, we have. We like the word, the number five for some reason, because yeah. a star has five points. Right. And we have five shows in this series that are going to be on five different areas of, of wealth right. that will make your house a home. So this is the first one. So you're going to want to listen to all five or watch all five. And also we're going to have a sixth, which will be a summary, a completion of them. Kind of a wrap up. Yeah. And if you'd like to have the other points in our star, because we're going to talk about two today, which is yeah. um, communication and connection. Yeah. And then if you want the other three points or you want the other stars that we're going to talk about, 
then you can email us at info and ask info at Decker team, sorry, I-N-F-O at deckerteam.com, mm. and we will email you a PDF of that. Right. right? And, and even a little more, the, the report that we're actually putting together or the summary will be more concise around going a little deeper on these two specific points, communication and connection, and there'll be a whole series coming up where we go deeper on all of the aspects. Yeah. Right? So it's it's a lot of fun. Part of being in the real estate industry for almost three decades now is that you get to see so many people that make a house a home. And what does it take? What does it take relationally to make that happen? Yeah, and let me just touch there for a second because I'm thinking, you know, uh, some of our folks that are listening may have the traditional family and some may be a single person and you can still have relationships just because maybe your family's not there. Um, you have relationships with the people at church maybe or the people at work, the people right. in the clubs, the people on the street, um, the people right. at the grocery store. You can have relationships all over the place and how you make a house a home. And it, it, whether you're renting, you own, um, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. You can make your house a home relationally by inviting people into it. For connection. For connection. And communication. And communication. Because a, a house where it's just you and nobody else is a lonely place. Right. And before we got on the air today, we sort of thought, what story will we tell? What, how will we, <laughs> yeah, what will we do as an introduction to this whole series? And part of me wants to play it safe and not go to the core of why this whole relational area and relational wealth is so important to us. Part of me would prefer to play it safe. And I, but we're not going to do that. We're going to be real. We're going to be real. Yes. And so we just recently celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary. Can you believe that? 30, I've been married 35 years. To the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people look up to us. They ask us for marital advice. We counsel some couples, you know, they... they the Bible says, come to, uh, you know, people that have experience and get advice from them and wise counsel in the area of relationship. And people see how we interact and that we're very loving, caring of one another. And that that's in our home or while we're on the street or where we're driving. It doesn't matter. It's like that now. But it always wasn't that way. Right? No, it wasn't. It was actually the first nine years yeah. were not good. How would you describe them, Yana? Um, I'm laughing, because, and you probably can't see that if you're not watching, so you might want to tune in, because I suspect if you watch the shows at DeckerTeam.com or CHRI.ca, you'll catch some nuances that maybe you don't catch when you're simply listening to us. And yet in the listening, sometimes there's things you can hear that you don't notice when you're watching. So I guess it both they both work. So the first nine years um, were more than a little arduous and more than a little difficult. So the time we'd been married nine years, it was really time for it to be over. And that's not the story for today. That's a story for another day. We had <laughs> navigated that. We had figured out with the help of amazing counsel and input in our home, which helped make what was really just a house because it was 
cold in there because there wasn't a lot of communication. And so even for years, yeah, there was actually days where we would go. I'm not sure if it was weeks, but there would be days where we would go in a row where we would not speak to each other, right? Or I would not speak to you, right? Because that was my weapon. My lack of communication was a weapon, and. There was a time where we were driving, and I'm not sure where we were going. I remember we were on Highway 43, heading from Winchester towards uh, Hawville, and I'm not sure where we were going. But one of the things, when we had a lack of communication, because I would shut down, uh, Yetta would love being in the car with me because I was trapped. He was trapped. Like, have you ever had that experience where you're in a space with somebody and you know they can't get out? And therefore, you've got the opportunity to say what needs to be said that hasn't been said for days or weeks or months, depending on when the last time was I had him trapped in a car. Because in the house, which wasn't really much of a home, he could just leave. He could go to another room. He could go to the garage. He could cut the lawn so I couldn't. he couldn't hear me. He could do anything to avoid face-to-face connection and heart-to-heart connection for that matter and lack of and not communicate whereas in the car Hmm. not that I even probably knew that I was intentionally doing it and yet subconsciously it was the place yeah so really we were cohabitating yeah we didn't have a home right we yep we lived in the same house and our children were in the house and it wasn't good. And so this one time we're driving, and one of the things I did, I, I, I recognize now that I had an anger issue. Um, and that came from my blueprint, from my family, like my previous family, right? And divorce was in my history in my families, uh, with my grandfather, with my father. They all divorced. And so mm-hmm. I learned you know, a lot as a child about how to communicate. Or not communicate. Or not communicate. And so I'm in the car, and one of the things I got more angry about was she would press me to talk, and then when I got angry, I did the stupid thing, which was push down the accelerator. So I would drive faster and faster, which really in the moment, I'm thinking it's, it's a way to get back at her, and yet here I am endangering the life of my bride, who I care deeply about. Except you couldn't tell in the moment. No. And, you know, endangering myself, breaking the law and sinning and all that kind of stuff. I'm doing the wrong thing. And so Yetta's feeling, well, I would think you were feeling very insecure. Yep. And also a little scared. A lot scared. Yeah. So Because it's out of control. Yeah. We're I'm out, out of control. Right. We're out of control. Right. And yes. and if you're out of control and you're the one driving, it's a little bit easier than the one that's not driving because you're even more out of control because you've got no... I mean, he could still have lost control of the car and yet he's a really good driver. So he probably felt pretty confident in himself sitting there next to him, swaying back and forth and being jerked here and there because he didn't drive real straight either necessarily. It's... <laughs> An really? awful feeling. Yeah, really. Oh, I didn't notice. No, of course not, because he's thinking he's in control, right? Yeah. And so in that moment when I couldn't take it anymore, probably when it got so escalated in my being, I did what any sane, well, probably not that <laughs> no. sane, 
unsane person would do in the heat of the moment. And that was, I took that gear shift and I threw it in the park. Yeah, and there was this moment in my head where my head was about to explode. And I thought, I kind of looked in the rearview mirror to see if my transmission was back there because I could hear And so I grabbed the gear shift and I put it in the drive and I started to drive again and put my accelerator on and the car still worked and I was very pleased about that. Except he didn't slow down. He no. sped so back I turned, up. So I turned and I looked at Yetta and I pointed at her and I said, don't you ever do that again. And there was no smile on his face. There is kind of right now. There was no smile on his face no, at the time. No, of course not. He was angry. It was, he said it now kind of loud, except he didn't say it angry-like. He was angry and scared and concerned about the car and the expense and the money because as much as our home really wasn't a home, it was a house, there was also, of course, financial issues, right? If you've got relational issues, often you also have financial issues. Which one comes first? I don't always know. Regardless, we had both and many others. So <laughs> what was I to do? Well, your immediate reaction was to throw it in the park again. Right. So I grabbed that gear shift again and I whipped it back into park. Because what else was I supposed to do? I know that any man that's listening or any woman that loves cars is thinking, what <laughs> did you do? I wasn't thinking. I yep. was a little irrational. Yeah. So all I heard was click, 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 click again. And I put it back into drive and I pulled over very quickly. It was really fast, actually. Yeah, I was on the shoulder of the road in yeah. a heartbeat. And then I said, get out of it, my car. And it wasn't that nice. Now all of a sudden it was his car. Yeah. It wasn't our car. Yeah. And I think at that point we only had one car. Yeah. So it was our car, except he didn't think so. So guess what I did? It was a Buick. Yeah, it was. So I got out <laughs> on Highway 43. So if you were driving down Highway 43 quite a few years ago, many years ago, actually, I was in real estate, but not very long yep. in real estate because we were going to some client's appointment. And now what I did was I drove away. And in hindsight, I don't remember spinning the tires, which would have been nice because I could have kicked gravel up all over her. But I, I, I drove away. I think you and, did, actually. No, I don't, think, I don't think I did. But you could tell me because you were back there. And I'm driving away and I'm trying to look in the rearview mirror at the woman I love, the woman I thought I'd spend the rest of my life with. And mm. I'm looking in the mirror and I can't really see her. And then I recognize it because there's tears running down my face and my eyes are all welled up. And I'm driving and I can't see anything. Um, so I, I went for about a kilometer or so and then I, I turned around because who am I to leave the woman of my dreams behind? Like, I'm sitting there, you're, this is not you. You are the guy that protects. You are the guy that is faithful. You are the guy that yeah. swore in front of God that you would spend the rest of the life with this woman for better or for worse. And here I am driving away and leaving her on the side of the road. So I turned around and went back. And I think that was a turning point in our relationship and our, our marriage and our turning our house into a home. Because then what I did was the two of us, we really started 
um, searching for other people that could support us in that. Also, uh, books, video sessions, anything we could find that would help us in our relationship. And one of the things I remember around communication, because communication was a huge deal for us for turning our house into a home. And we took this one class, and it was actually a piece of hardwood. We took a piece of... We should have had a piece of hardwood with us today. Yeah. We used to carry it around for years. Yeah, it was like, you know, the old... um, Parquet. Parquet flooring. So it's a small piece of hardwood. And it we, wasn't a stick. No, it wasn't a big chunk of hardwood. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't an eight-foot-long yeah. piece. Yeah, but we would keep it on our bedstand. We'd keep it in our, in our house. We'd keep it in our pocket when we went out. And really, it was whoever had the piece of wood had the floor for communicating. Like, literally, we had a piece of yes. floor, right? So it and made it easy as a visual reminder. Yes, and the person that was didn't have it could only speak to ask for clarity. They could not speak to rebuttal or to complain or to say anything, to even add more material. It was only to say, I hear you, I acknowledge you, I understand you, or can you repeat that, or can you explain that? I'm not quite getting it. And then once I got my view through, then I would hand the floor to Yetta, or Yetta could ask for the floor, may I have a piece of the floor? And when I gave her the floor, then she could talk. And it was my turn to only actively listen, right? Yeah. So that was a great tool that started the change in our relationship and our house becoming a home. I remember there was one time our daughter said to me, Let's go buy that house, and you and I will live there without Mummy and Ryan. And so when a child, and I don't even remember how old she was. doesn't matter. We don't very want to go young, there. Very young. Um, when a child knows that the relationship is that tough at home, then that's significant. And that was a, a real eye-opener for me as well. But, uh, so we put a lot of effort into relationally and communicating. And one of the things we did to make our house a home was we made a decision that we would only have one TV. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in homes where there's a TV in every single room. We see a lot of houses as we're showing properties and selling. Um, I was in one just a couple of weeks ago. They had a TV in every bathroom. They had like one set up so you could see it from the shower. They had a TV in every bedroom. Every room, the kitchen had a TV. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's nice that you're that connected to whatever you want to be connected to. But where is the space to communicate with another person, another human being in the house if you've always got that distraction? Right. And it's not just about communication. It's about the connection. And when, when I'm distracted it's much more challenging to actually be connected to you. If I'm thinking about something else, or even out of the corner of my eye, I'm seeing a TV, I'm probably not going to connect as deeply with you as if I would be able to if I had no external distractions. So in creating a home that allows for the ability to connect, Mm -hmm. is really to avoid it, or as much as possible, get rid of the number of distractions to allow for the level of connection that you're looking for. And that's whether we're talking, we've been talking marital relationship and really that's just our journey. It's just our story. And yet it is whether it's with a parent, 
and child, whether it's an adult child and an adult parent, like well, I'm hoping the adult parent would be, a, if the child was an adult, hoping the parent would be an adult, but, and then also <laughs> a parent-younger child relationship or siblings or friends or partners of any kind, business partners in any context, if our ability to connect isn't set up within the context of our home, if it doesn't make it easy, mm-hmm. then as humans, often it's hard to do it because there is so many things vying for our attention. There's so many things vying for my attention. Yeah. And TV is just one little example. And just, you know, just how you set up your home. Is your, yeah. Do your couches face the fireplace or a TV or do they face one another mm. so that you can have connect. people across from each other and connect? Like men like shoulder to shoulder, so they. And Ken's they, happy on the show today because he doesn't side by have side. to look at me too often. I do look at you though. I get in trouble for it actually sometimes. Um, and you know, do you eat at the breakfast bar where you're side by side, or do you sit? You know, you you go into a restaurant and you see that cute couple that they're sitting across from each other and they're holding hands and they're looking into each other's eyes. That's connection. That's we're sometimes that couple. We're sometimes that couple. Well, now, is, is your home set up that way so that there's an eating space where people connect? Mm. You know, whether it's just a couple or it's the whole family, do we eat together? Do we have that connection time that our home is a place of connection? Um, yeah. You know, do we, yeah, yeah, just how do we set up our home that there's space for connection and, and communication? Yeah, and some connection, Ken alluded to, he likes the shoulder to shoulder. And there's lots of people that enjoy and would find that connecting as well. So we're not saying that shoulder to shoulder is a bad thing. I'm certainly not saying that. It's just how do you mix it up so that everybody in the home is getting what they need? Yeah, and that's one of the things we did because we like to entertain and our mm-hmm. home is set up that the deck has lots of external furniture, like ex- lots of furniture so you can get lots of, lots of people. Yeah. Um, our kitchen table, it's a 60-inch round. Now, why did we want round? Because it's easier for people to connect because you can see more people as we sit in a circle than we would if we sat in a long table, right? Yeah. And a, a circle table that's 60 inches, you can get 8, 10 people around it. Yep, quite nice. And have a great time of communication. And that's where we play game boards and uh, board games, game boards, board games, I guess would be the right way of saying that, or cards or that kind of thing, where we connect and we communicate and make our house a home. Right. In fact, our little card table that we just sort of sits for, it's round as well rather than square. And there was a time in our life where these things were all square. And yet the neat thing with round we have found is you get equidistance to everybody. There's really nobody I'm terribly far from, whether it's the person beside me or the person across from me. And so just that simple shift, we didn't know, I don't know that we ever thought, hey, we have to go do this so that we can connect more. And in hindsight, we realized why we did it. So what things in your home could you intentionally do that would allow you to connect more and often through connection will then lead to communication. I mean, they're very different things and yet they are connected. How funny is that? It may be a free thing, you know, like just shifting your furniture around. And it it could be an expensive thing. Like we decide, we haven't done this, but I believe my daughter is going to, is put in a pool. 
Now, why do you put a pool in your backyard? Well, because then、mm. people connect around the pool. They have fun. They have conversation.、Uh, friends come over. Their your children's friends come over. And would you、mm. rather have your children's friends at your house, or would you rather have them somewhere else?、Mm. I like to have them close by. I can、yeah. influence my children when they're close by. I can give them space, and yet I can also watch them, enjoy the activity with them, all of that. So, you know, that could be an expensive thing. You could put in, a, you know, a ping pong table, an air hockey, whatever, just to bring people together for some connection time. Right, pool table. A pool table. We actually one of the things we did in our home is we for Ken's fortieth, which was. Fifteen years ago.、Oh, thanks a lot, Yetta. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? We've just had our thirty-fifth wedding anniversary, so we、yeah. have to be somewhere near fifty-five. Oh, right, gotta be. God, I mean, you I just, guess we, you know, it's like you, it's not like you just told one person. I told you, yeah. I only told one person. It's perfect. <laughs> and so, the pool table for his fortieth was the thing he was really hoping for—for for connection, to be able to hang out with the guys. It's not just about connecting with me; it's connecting with those that are important in his life. And yet, with being in a games room downstairs, it didn't get as much use. And so, we moved into this house. We thought, do we really need a living room and a family room, or could we simply make? The family room a sanctuary, and make that room TV free, and make it the seating across from each other, and a fireplace for ambiance. And then downstairs, do a theater room where you can sit and look straight ahead, and you've got the shoulder-to-shoulder relationship. And then take the pool table out of the basement and move it into what would have been the living room. It's every guy's dream. I know, and <laughs> and it works for me because the pool table when you have more than fourteen. Guests for dinner because you can't fit in the dining room if you're over 14 people. You can though put a ping pong top on top of the pool table and turn it into a dining room table for another 14. So now you can get 28 in the dining room. It's perfect because so, our dining room's open to our living room. Right, because the dining room and living room are one essentially one room. So the、yes. pool table is really part of my dining room. And here I thought you were going to talk about the guys connecting around the pool well, table. I was going there.、Talking. Oh, you were.、Okay. That's next. I was you、waiting. go there. I was waiting. Okay, you、that. go there. Well, there is this thing about you know guys puffing themselves up and talking, you know, talking about oh their next shot and how great it was and. About their childhood and what they did and where they learned pool and a lot of people learn pool where they're in university. Some people put themselves through university playing pool. That's all another story. I didn't do that. I believe that,、uh, like, I'm not a skilled pool player. I think if you're a skilled pool player, you probably had a misspent youth a little bit. Well, that's what he likes to say because that makes him feel better that he's not that good a pool pay- yeah. player. So, yeah, and I have a table. I own the table, and I get. Skunked many times when people come over and play pool with me, but it's fine because I'm there to connect and have fun and enjoy company and draw out conversation between shots. Right. So relational and relation to making a house a home is what we've chatted about today. Next week we're going to talk about the physical aspect. Physically, what does it look like? And we'll cover a couple of components of that. And in subsequent weeks, we'll talk about spiritual, financial, mental, and then the wrap-up week. We will, which will be week number six, we will talk about 
it in its entirety. So there is the ability to get a little more detailed information if you like it, or you can find a podcast of this. You can email us at info at deckerteam.com and or you can just go to chri.ca for the podcast and for the video, go to deckerteam.com and enjoy. And we'd love to hear too, what have you already done in making your house a home? Because then in future shows, we can include your content. Yeah, friend us on Facebook and, and comment what you've done to make your house more relationally enticing. Yeah, so have a great day. Thank you for joining us on the Inside Track on Real Estate. What you wanna do? What man is showing you?